1: paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.
2: Imagine a place of your own in your name, a place where all your stuff is, where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia housing and see how home helps everyone.
3: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Hey everybody,
0: it's Kevin David Thomas and Rob W. Schneider. Oh, I like, thank you for saying my middle initial. I
3: I decided to say your name for you today because I'm so excited to see you because I haven't seen you in two weeks. That's true. We had, we had our Tonys, we had our Tony thing, two weeks of fun Tony things. And thank you to everybody, by the way, who reached out and told us how much you enjoyed our Tonys uh, broadcasts. We appreciate it. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with Brian. We did have a lot of fun with Brian and he is so enthusiastic about the Tonys. (laughs) <laughs> thank goodness he saw so many
0: shows because God knows I didn't. We, I feel we, like
3: <laughs> we, we were. But I thought you were really good in the fall and then I was really good yes. in the spring. So I I think we found a nice balance. Our powers combined. And luckily really. Brian saw all of them. Exactly. So I think we should start, talk about the broadcast that just happened. Um uh, yeah, you're the first person I talk
0: to you because I was all by myself. This is the first time I've watched the Tony Awards, just Sutton and I at home by ourselves, not at a party, nobody talking. It was, it was a very quiet evening. But this is the first time I've had an opportunity to actually talk about what happened.
3: <laughs> um, did you not enjoy our sweat box last year? Uh yeah, I did lose some weight, so that was nice. <laughs> um would you would you like to tell our listeners about my Tony party that you came to last <laughs> you year?
0: You may have heard friends um that last year we were at Rob's apartment watching and it was a warm, warm, hot, hot summer day. Hot just hot, and he's on a five-floor walk up, and it was just, it's a great apartment, lovely apartment, uh, and we had the, you know, the air conditioning unit going, thinking that it was going, <laughs> we kept getting hotter and hotter as the evening went on, and it wasn't because of the performances, and so we uh, we finally looked over at the air conditioning and noticed that it was actually not on, it was on fan, and the whole, and we were, I mean, drenched, we were just <laughs> soaking in sweat, and we realized, and then we flipped a little switch, and boy, it cooled right down, didn't it, at about 11 20. So, yeah, it was a different uh, Tony viewing night. I year. mean,
3: drenched. I mean, I, 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 we were literally wringing our clothes out with sweat. <laughs>
1: um,
3: but I looked fabulous. Yes, you did. You always do, Rob. Well, thank you. I felt I felt like I, I felt, you know, I lost a lot of water weight that night. And so <laughs> I felt really good and I felt less puffy, which was really important for me. So thank you very much. um I can now this... fit into my strapless. <laughs> <laughs> for the all Latin, right the that's a nice we'll um, post that later yeah n- nobody nobody should see that <laughs> what in god's name has anyone done in their wor- world to see that picture Mm-mm. Send it to trump um, um so let's let's talk about though the yeah. 72nd annual tony awards hosted by josh groban and sarah Bareilles. um so first of all what how did you think they did as hosts
0: You know, I thought they did. I thought they did a good job. I thought, you know, it's especially after last year. I mean, it's not like, you know, we had a far to go. Um, I remind everyone it was Kevin Spacey. Um, And, you You, know, you
3: didn't didn't like his impressions of like dead silent film stars that nobody fucking knew who he was doing.
0: That was just weird. Um, I, I enjoyed the songs. I was nice. Uh, one of our favorite things wrote the songs for them. Uh, Shayna Taub. She was, uh, you know, she wrote, I noticed that she helped, you know, write the songs, the opening um, song, right? Yeah. All of them. I thought that was, I think the opening and the one near the end. Um, oh, very cool. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought they were fun when they were singing. I thought they were fun. They didn't take themselves too seriously. I thought that was really fun. Um, you know, I miss having like one big, you know, oozing of charisma headliner but it's okay to have different years and i think it's really cool that they're experimenting and going a different route so i i, I, I applaud them and what they did
3: me me too i i think they did really really lovely work and i so applaud that this year the focus was on the ceremony and the the community as opposed to look at me look at me which i felt last year was look at me look at me
0: a little too much
3: look at me, look at me. Yes. Like people bending over backwards to make Kevin Spacey happy, who I heard was quite a diva last year. That's I've heard that too. So apparently um his opening number, do you remember his opening number where he I think he, he like started off he was Evan Hansen and then like he did yep. all these things and okay. So anyway, so he demanded that uh, to keep it as a surprise and as secretive as possible that nobody see it, including a lot of the tech team. So when they came to rehearse it and, like, things weren't going right, he had, like, a hissy fit, yelling and screaming and throwing things, going, why is nothing working? Why is nothing working? It's, like, because you never showed this well, to anybody before. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's not working. Strange. Um, yeah. I. So I thought they did a nice job. I don't know if they need to come back again. but I. Yeah, really, no, it was – that was good. That but, was fine. And I really liked the hashtag Tony Dreaming. Loved. Loved that. I th- uh, I, yes. What, what? And I thought um, – I really appreciated that, and I just liked how they really got out of the way a majority of the time.
0: Agreed. Agreed. So God bless they, they them. They kept they kept it moving and they kept the spirit light. And yes. I think that's you know really all you really want from someone that's hosting the Tony Awards is just having a good time. And 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 I you know everyone loved began loving this as a kid usually. Mm-hmm. And so I think anytime you harken back to those days, it's nostalgic, but it's also very sentimental and sweet. But it wasn't forced, and I appreciated that as well. Um, although I must say, and I'm this is I'm not snarky, but when the lights went down and they introduced the high school kids, I I blurted out to my to son. I was like, Oh, here comes season of the love. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? It was and like, it was. Dude, 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 dude. And then it was like, what's this feeling behind my eye? What are these tears coming out? Why am I crying? Uh, I'm supposed to be making fun of this, but I can't cause I it's so beautiful.
3: I'd like a baby. I cried oh, like an gosh. absolute baby. Um, it was just
0: beautiful. With that was
3: great. Now. And they, and they, I'm so happy that the teacher from Stoneman Douglas got it this year. Yes. Um, I I hate to say this. I thought I was like, well, this is nice. They're giving her the award because the you know drama community, blah blah blah. But to know that she had shielded and guarded her students, yeah, for that that just that really really got me. Yeah. I'd never even thought of that aspect of it, which is, and that just really really got me. I was also so touched by um, some of the acceptance speeches. Uh, Lindsay Mendez's I thought was. Stunning when they said, you know, you have to change your last name to have a career. Yes, um, it was good. It was it was it, I thought the, the ceremony really told a younger generation that's watching, you know, embrace your individuality, embrace who you are. Don't try to conform. Don't try to change. And, yes. And I think that was also represented a lot in a lot of the wins for the band's visit. Indeed. Some of those wins totally appropriate. One of those wins. I'm not very happy with, but I'll get over. Which it. Which one? Which one? Which one? I I I am still confused as how Ethan Slater lost to Tony Shalhoub.
0: I, I, I think Ethan Slater, I agree with uh, you. Big time. I, and
3: I think even Tony Shalhoub is confused on how Ethan Slater yes. lost to him. Uh, it, once again, Ethan Slater's performance in SpongeBob is one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen. Yep. Period. And this is, um, God, how am I going to say this in a nice way? I think Tony Shaloub is an incredibly talented film and television actor. I think his work on Monk was incredible. I think his work in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is fantastic. I have never seen him in a live performance where I was blown away. Mm. I just haven't been. So maybe I haven't seen the right show, but I think I've seen him in like five or six shows now. I've never seen one where I was totally blown away with him. And And I think he's... No, I think he's a marvelous film and television actor. I think he's so inventive and so incredible. But I'm also like... This okay. I'm gonna and say the part
0: it. isn't that either. The part is like a is a is a under the radar. He doesn't even do much in it. I he mean, talks he really... his
3: way through one song. Yes. At, t- towards the end, and he he doesn't really. Okay, once I'm so sorry. I could be totally wrong, and because uh, people <laughs> love this show, people just love the band's visit, and they are. Uh, I, know, am as, I am one of them. I am one, as seen by the countless Tony Awards it received. Um, <laughs> And I, but I'm going to be honest with you. I yes. think that it was the most deserving show this year to get those awards. I think they were absolutely right. Be, but I'm also like, look at your competition. So I'm, but I'm, that's all I'm going to say. And the last thing I'm going to say is this I am really getting sick and tired of people getting awards because they've shown up.
0: Yes, I'll, I will say though that you know I, I, one of the snarkier moments of the whole telecast, which gets, makes me so mad at the powers that be. You know, you, you don't see David Yazbek winning his Tony for best composer, but you are going to show Tina Fey lose because they thought she was going to win, so they yeah. included that yeah. category in the telecast, and that kind of stuff really gets under my skin because it's are we going to honor the the um, category? Are we going to honor like the mega star that you want to uh, you know show? And I get it; it's for ratings it We have to have that because that's how people, you know, watch the show because they. But I think there's a fine line, and I think they really lost on that regard, and I, I really, I really resented that.
3: Me too. I don't understand why they're not showing these. The here's the thing. I think Les Moonves, who's the. The, uh, the president of CBS still? I think he is still the I president so. of CBS. He said, somebody asked him once, he said, why do you still do the Tony Awards? And he said, listen, he goes, the Tony Awards is and will always be a money loser for CBS. He goes, but sometimes there's things that's more important than money. Oh, wow. And the acknowledgement of the fact that, like, listen, we, we know that nobody's watching this except a very small demographic. Then my feeling is, is then give the small demographic what they want. The fact right. that the designers aren't on there. You know, the the fact that, uh, you know, David Yazbek, who wrote Best Score, got like maybe 10 seconds to, to you know, in the actual broadcast. they showed right. like 10 seconds of his acceptance speech. Also, Cheetah and che- Andrew Lloyd I, I was just going to say, so, these okay. two titans of Come the on. entertainment industry, you can't give them time to. And the, I'm so sorry that um, the one thing I had a little bit of an issue with was that weird like Cheetah, Andrew Lloyd Weber. Mashup,
0: montage. The montage. Like, why, why can't we? Um, you know, in previous years, you would have seen you know famous stars come out and give a sing medleys about each one of their stuff. You know, showcasing the work that has happened in the previous years. Yeah. Or you know, what, I mean, in other years you would see something like that. It's a great opportunity to, for to have performances. But instead, we get this weird mashup of the two of them. Not even two separate mashups.
3: Well, and, I, it, I was watching with some younger people, and they and they were like, they're like, I didn't know Andrew Lloyd Webber worked on West Side Story. And it was like, he, oh my god! But, but, you know, but also it's like that's okay. It's like he didn't, but I totally understand why you would think that. <laughs> why yeah. you would might think that. <laughs> all so, those shows they did together, yeah. <laughs> yeah all the yeah, Cheetah Rivera was a brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Ava Perone. Ava Perone. Although I'd pay to see that. Hell yeah! I'd actually like to see her, Mister Mistopheles. Uh- <laughs> I bet you she'd be genius. genius. Gus, the
0: theater cat. Yeah. Um, I thought the uh, I thought that the solo numbers fared uh better than the medleys this year, uh, as far as um performances that the happened. So, so, so you, you mean, know, as meaning like um Omar Sharif, I thought was yes. really nice, and um you well, know she's just so special, but I thought like the frozen medley, I don't think they landed as well for me as, as mm. I, watching like a full four minute song. I just, they, they seem to do better in my taste uh, this year. Yeah. But I love those. I do love seeing the live performances though. Once on this Island. Love that. Oh my I gosh.
3: am so happy. Once on this Island one. It, wow. I, that made me so happy. I cannot even tell you. I was convinced it was going to be my fair lady.
0: Oh, and, and I think there were a lot of, I would have loved to have known all the people that, you know, their busted uh, poll, you know, thinking they got all the correct categories, because it was a wild year. I mean, a lot of upsets this year. You don't yeah, usually get this many upsets. No. It? And, Speaking no, and, at, like, a sports.
3: <laughs> no, and best supporting actress, I think everybody thought it was going to be Denise Gu for uh, for uh, yes. Angels in America, and it went to Laurie Metcalf, who I got to see, I, when we did our Tony's broadcast, I had not seen Three Tall Women yet. Um, and I saw it uh, after we did our broadcast. It was one of the best theatrical experiences I've ever had. Wow. Glenda Jackson's performance is incredible. She deserves the Tony Award, not because she's shown up and because of her advanced age. It is the best performance on Broadway this season. And Lori Metcalf was right there behind her. Mm. And the fact that Lori was a- actually able to win the award this year made me, it was a surprise, but very, a happy surprise.
0: I like that. Yeah. yeah. And I then agree.
3: my only thing is, once again, I thought Ethan Slater, should have won for SpongeBob. And Tony yeah. Shalhoub is a brilliant genius actor. But I think that this year you know, the Tonys got that wrong.
0: It was clear that they were, it was a band's visit sweep all the way. I mean, except for the costumes. I mean, it really was like a full on sweep. I mean, I, I, as soon as that Ar- Ariel Stetrow won, I, I thought, okay, all right, this is how it's going to be. Wow. And his speech was lovely. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful, th- very I, subtly political. All they all yes. er, there was just subtle politics, except for obviously De Niro, Bro. but <laughs> everything else was really class, classy, and subtle, and
3: I I appreciated that. I appreciate classy and subtle, yeah, and no, and <laughs> but I but I do think that the band's visit deserved every single award it won. I Agreed. just I just except fear, maybe I, Ethan except Slater. Ethan Slater should have won for SpongeBob, but that's okay. Okay, good, good for you, Tony Shalhoub. Uh, that you know what that makes me happy though about Tony Shalhoub winning. It means if he can be in a musical, I can be in a musical.
0: Your man in chair, Rob, is is the stuff of legend. My man
3: in chair was uh, pretty legendary. Yeah, pretty legendary. I, I, I'm uh, I mean, I'm not gonna you know be humble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be as, ar- as arrogant as can be. <laughs> And uh, let that out there. Uh, no, but I the, the guy who's playing my man in chair is even more brilliant than me, if that's possible. <laughs> and we should say that
0: Rob. Uh, <laughs> we should say that Rob just uh, put up a drowsy chaperone uh, yes. out in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, um, and then uh, what's what's the theater called? I forget.
3: The theater is this is a really cool theater. The theater is called Priscilla Beach Theater. Um, It's one of those converted barn theaters that dot the lines of the northeastern region. Uh, It was built in 1937 uh, and went through a major, major renovation and uh, change of ownership in 2015. Uh, And if you're in, it's in... um, it's on. It's in Plymouth Beach, next to Plymouth Rock. The theater is called Priscilla Beach Theater. It's a five minute walk from the beach. So the fact that I was able to do any work at all is amazing because I just want to be on the beach all day. I thought
0: you looked a little tan.
3: Well, thank you. It's the lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's really a fantastic, wonderful facility. And if you guys get the chance to ever get out this way, go see a show there. I'm going to warn you though. Their theater, their subscriber base is very loyal. And every day they, every year when they announce the new season, it sells out. So Drowsy was sold out even way before we even got into rehearsals on it, which is great. So that's that's that. And then tomorrow I'm about to start auditions for Wonderful Town, which is actually going to be in West Falmouth, Massachusetts, on Cape Cod at a place called College Light Opera Company. Excellent. In which one of our future guests, John Lee Beatty, set designer, um, got his start working there. Hey. Hey, full circle. Full circle. And (laughs) uh, interestingly enough, uh, at this one, Um, the guy who's directing Guys and Dolls next is one of our former guests, Ron Fassler. Uh, (laughs) Who wrote Up in the Cheap Seats. Ron, who wrote the incredible book Up in the Cheap Seats, which is available, I believe, on Amazon and Kindle. And if you pay Ron a couple of bucks, he actually comes to your house and reads it for you. (laughs) Ron is... Thank you. ...dedicated. He's a a dedicated author. Um, I live with him now in in, uh, Plymouth, so maybe he'll come and read for me. That's
0: nice. He it's still char- nice.
3: charged me a travel fee, which I don't understand. Well, that's odd. That's it's too like bad. You're, you're two feet away, so why do not I get a travel fee? Huh. But it's worth it. It's, it's worth a good it. alarm
0: to wake up to in the morning. <laughs> Speaking of
3: <laughs> yes. favorite things. Yes, yeah, so we weren't, but good, good attempt at the segue.
0: Well, Ron, Ron was. Ron was a favorite. Oh, you're thing. right. You're right.
3: No, Ron was a full on guest.
0: Oh, right. That's right.
3: That's Ron right. was actually a full on guest. That's it. Did you just okay. drop your mic? Nope.
0: It felt like I did, though, in my heart. <laughs>
3: I just thought, I thought, because uh, Kevin and I are doing this by Skype, and right. so my the cam the camera for some reason on my end is sort of cutting you out, because I have another window open, and so you kind of look like Phantom, because all I see is like half your face. Oh, now I see the full face. No, 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 go back to what you were doing before. Now I see nothing. That's okay. Uh, but I thought I saw the microphone drop, and I got very, very nervous. You were but worried for me. I was worried for you. I was like, who am I going to get to replace him? <laughs> Then I was going to call I the paramedics. I don't even want to know the
0: list. Yeah, I don't even want to know the list of people you have. Then,
3: here, I'll go, I'll go over it with you right now. Tony Shalhoub? <laughs> he's, he's... I think he's going to be genius on podcasting. Oh, my God. He's going to be great. Nobody will get to see that fierce mustache, though.
1: Our future is closer than we think. Our needs are growing, and so is the demand for energy, including more U.S. oil and natural gas. Our economy, our security our nation, all run on energy. Oil and natural gas make up more than 70% of the energy we use every day. And American energy is produced to among the highest environmental standards in the world. It's time to shine a light on the policies that threaten a reliable energy future. Policies like restricting access to U.S. oil and gas leases, limiting U.S. liquefied natural gas, and canceling pipeline projects. The realities we face are clear. American energy is America's advantage. Tell Washington we need smart policies today to ensure a brighter tomorrow. Visit lightsonenergy.com. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.
2: Imagine a place of your own in your name. A place where all your stuff is. Where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia Housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia Housing and see how home helps everyone.
3: Um, OK, Kevin, speaking of favorite things, like you were saying, you must have a favorite thing for us.
0: I think I do. Uh, We've we've actually discussed this favorite thing many times. It is a name that comes up all the time. um, And I decided to have in the spirit of uh, teachers and how special they are in this world. I thought I would feature one of the most well-known teachers that ever existed for musical theater, which is who is Lemon Angle. Nope. But he's a great teacher. It's a name that it's a name that is going to, going to be forgotten, unfortunately. Um, but he did write three books about this art form that we call musical theater. He was married to the late great Nancy Walker. Oh, oh,
3: uh, we were just talking about him, and his name is David Craig.
0: Yes, David Craig. Good job, Rob. Take it David away, Craig. Kevin. So David Craig, uh, who unfortunately left this earth uh, at 75 in 1998, um, but he began teaching musical theater and creating um, sort of a technique to interpret musical theater, especially in the audition uh, situation. Um, you have to remember, everybody, you know, now we have four-year schools. You can go to Carnegie Mellon to study musical theater. You can go to Baldwin-Wallace University, where I went to college. You can go to all these places and study all three, you know, dancing, acting, singing. Uh, and that, that that's that is a, a that is normal now. But even 30 years ago, if you listen to some of our interviews, um, some of the younger, the younger, the older folks that, that have been around, that maybe came to New York in the 70s and 60s, even, th- there was no musical theater course. You know, you had a, you took some dance and you took some acting, but putting it all together was a relatively new thing. Um, it was just we don't we, we take that for granted now. But so one of the first people to set up a technique specifically for musical theater was. David Craig. He started teaching in 1948. He was always a teacher, sort of a career teacher. He did some music arranging on a couple shows on Broadway of the icing in 1952, but mostly he was known for being a teacher. If you, if any, any of you have listened to our interviews, you've definitely heard his name come up with some of the older legends who all studied with him. He taught privately and he taught group classes. Um, and I would like to feature specifically um, one of his first books about performing or singing. It's called On Singing on Stage by David Cray. You can still get it on Amazon. Um, it's not too expensive. It is a fantastic book. It, what I like about it, and Rob and I are both teachers, as you all know, um, and I'm always constantly looking for new ways that I can communicate to my students and help them and figure out ways to. To break down what it is to sing a song and audition a song and be as truthful as possible, uh, and in this book he literally breaks every single moment down from the introduction to the song, the vamp, what, where you're supposed to focus. What do you do with your hands? All of these things that our students are always talking about, uh, and I'm going to implement a lot of these techniques into my own personal technique how I teach. Um, and it, I mean, it's literally he he says, you know, you've got to find the the facts of the song. You write a sentence. This is a story about blah 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 then the next step is you write the subtext for the song all part of a technique this is not how you're supposed to perform it but it's a way to get the song in the actor's body and so that they're not just stiff staring at a point point. and every single thing that rob and i talk about um David pretty much invented. I mean, every single little detail from t- you know speaking your truths and um, f- you know planning the focus on the the dot on the wall, except that can't live there because nobody stares at somebody that long when they're singing. You know, m- creating a third person to talk to, all of that. And I'm I've just been talking for like three minutes, but I I cannot speak enough of how um, ahead of its time this book is because uh, he was. You have to imagine he was creating this from nothing. I mean, nobody knew really how singing on pitch and communicating ideas, how to teach that to somebody, you know, because actors, they act in the moment. You have a line, the line stops, and that's it. But when you're singing, you have to hold a syllable and make that interesting. Um, and it's keeping that, uh, you know, I, I, I anyway, I, so young people out there, if you're students of musical theater, I highly recommend this book by David Craig on singing on stage, um, because it, it it will answer a lot of questions that sometimes um, are a little ambiguous. At least the, uh, they answered questions for me, and I'm 37 years old and I've been doing this since I was 18, and it still helped me um, figure out, you know, what this crazy thing is that we're
3: doing on stage. That's incredible. Yeah. That's really really fantastic. So he I, was a he, yeah yeah. Do you know the names of the other books?
0: Yeah. Uh, the other one is called, uh, on performing on performing, So there's sort of, it sort of goes hand in hand. And this one on singing on stage is, is sort of a technical, it breaks every single moment down of the audition. And then on performing is more about building a character and performing on stage, you know, he, uh, and then the other one is called a, a performer prepares kind of like an actor prepares, mm. but a performer prepares.
3: I also um, read his book on Nancy Walker. Which was about the successes. (laughs) How
0: dare you? How dare you? 41 years married, though. 41 years until she passed away. They were married. So that's a that's sweet. She you guys would know her because she was the original. I can cook too, um, and on the town. Um, she was you know she was did many many things and many TV shows and all of that. But my, the young singers might re- think, oh, I can cook too. That's I love Nancy Walker in that.
3: And and for my television friends, uh, Nancy oh, Walker yes. is known for pretty much three things. I think when she was the Bounty commercial lady. Yep. Uh, okay. She was Rhoda's mom on Rhoda, and. My personal favorite: Aunt Angela in "The Golden Girls." Golden Girls: She was yes! Sophia's sister who comes to yes! visit.
0: She was Sophia's sister. That's right.
3: And B. Arthur, for some reason, said, and I don't know why she's like, I hated those episodes. Huh? I have no idea why. Maybe she just did not like Nancy Walker. Um, in addition to uh, David Craig's books, he made a video series. Uh, like it's like a six-part vi- video series where he actually goes through uh scene technique with students, and mm-hmm. they're very expensive. Huh? They're like, oh, I think they're only on V. I could be totally wrong, but I think they're only on VHS. I haven't found them on YouTube anywhere. But like, that would make sense if that you they could try are... to get them on Amazon. They're like sixty bucks each. There's like six oh, wow. in the series, so they're pricey. Hmm. But hmm. I watched one of them once; totally worth it.
0: All right. I'll have to be on the lookout for that because it, I, I think it'd be great to see him in action, to see just exactly how he interacts with students and sort of translates what's on the page into real-time action. You know, Because he seemed like quite a, a special teacher. Every Every single person we've talked to has never said a single negative thing about him, mm-hmm. just how much help and how much inspiration he brought to their career.
3: And I think he was the one who helped get Alexis Smith Follies Okay, I think he had worked with her on that. Um, yeah, a really, really incredible guy. And like you said, you know what's so interesting is, is he codified so much of this technique, and that's, that's right. so, And that is sort of the the basis for so many teach musical theater teaching programs. So he's, he's yes. still alive. He's his spirit is still alive for us. Indeed, indeed.
0: Good. So what do you have for me today,
3: Roberto? Well, I have. Um, so I, you know what? Before I go into this, sorry, I just realized I want to bring up another point. You know what? Because we haven't seen each other in two weeks, you know what we forgot to mention really quickly? Well, we lost um, Russell Knipe. Oh, yeah. Who we were trying to get for this show?
0: I know. I was trying to do my detective work to get to him, and I, you know, I tried to find his son on Facebook and. Oh man, I cuz you know i am such a fan of Russell Knipe. I've always yeah. been uh and I I was it's always a a bummer when a, a real legend like that leaves this earth. But he was, man, he was,
3: he was one of your favorite things at one point. He was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So us. go back Love and that listen to yeah, so I'm so sorry. I forgot we forgot to mention that at the yeah. beginning. So I just wanted to I'm make sure that you got said mentioned. That. So I'm glad you did. Goodbye, Russell. Thank you for all the great things you've given us. Yes. Indeed. Um my favorite thing this week is a YouTube video. Ooh. Um and i'm kind of obsessed with it and uh, i i need to i need to pass on my love for everybody else okay so this is it was a special it was a special it was a special made in 1981 okay um and it's a dance special
0: a sorry dance. that's me that's my that's my jaw on the floor cuz i did not <laughs> see that one coming
3: it's a dance special i know i know you think to yourself Rob is such a brilliant dancer. What else could he learn? I um, do love torguetes, Rob. I my, do love you, torgueté. And a torgueté again—is that where I spin and jump?
0: Yes, that—that that is exactly right. And land on one foot, I believe.
3: That mm-hmm. I cannot do. <laughs> it will be one knee that will get shattered, and you'll have I'll to take have, me. We'll send a, a bitmoji of you doing that. <laughs> please, a bitmoji, if you're listening, please. Rob, doing Torchete, <laughs> tape, please. I need please. a Torchete. tape. No, what this. Do I type in um, in my YouTube search thing. You would type in
0: "American
3: Dance Machine." Oh, a celebration of Broadway dance, 1981. So once again, guys, this is the American Dance Machine, a celebration of Broadway dance, 1981. Oh, Rob, this is good. So for those of us who are unaware, the American Dance Machine was a dance group created by a acclaimed Broadway dancer named Lee Theodore. She was the original Anybody's in West Side Story and then she had done choreography um, throughout the rest of her life. Now this I'm going just to be honest with you, I'll put this up front. She passed away at age 54. She died in 1987 at age 54. She was young. very young when she died. Um, so who knows what else she could have accomplished. But the big thing that she left us with was a dance group called the American Dance Machine. Lee Theodore believed that Broadway choreography needed to have the same uh, level of importance as the as ballet, um, the way that we re- reintroduce audiences to famous re- ballet dance pieces. Her feeling was she goes, unlike a ballet, in which the dance stays alive through the members of the company and can consistently be recreated and is always part of seasons. She said, we don't have that for Broadway shows because once the Broadway show closes... It goes away, and we're going to lose all of these great, fantastic dances. So she and a bunch of dancers would come together and recreate the original choreography from a number of famous dances, and even not-so-famous dances, from Broadway musicals of yesteryear. And so what we see in this one is, from 1981, it's a hour-long celebration of dance, and we the, these are the choreographers. They perform. They perform works by Danny Daniels, Agnes DeMille, Carol Haney, Michael Kidd, Joe Layden, Donnie Sa- Donald Sadler, Buddy Schwab, um, and Robert Tucker, and Anna White. And the shows that they do are No, No, Nanette. Uh, yes, Your favorite, my favorite, Shannon carousel george m the boyfriend half a sixpence finian's rainbow walking happy and this i think is really cool Um, carol haney the great carol haney uh choreographed a dance piece called satin doll and um they recreate that as well so you get to see the original choreography and some of the dancers that are featured we know them um janet elber leroy reams (laughs) John Jones and Wayne Salento are the four featured dancers and then the rest of the American dance machine uh, fills in for all the other dance pieces but Theodore's idea was that these pieces should consistently be in front of audiences and uh, what I'm happy about is that since like the mid-80s going forward so many musicals have been recorded either in Lincoln Center or through bootlegs and so luckily if we want to see what like a dance piece looked like in you know, Graziella Danielle's ragtime, we can go to Lincoln Center, we can watch it. So American Dance Machine is still around. It's now called ADM 21, American Dance Machine for the 21st Century. Oh. I didn't and they know that. do a lot of uh, the newer dance pieces. Like, for example, they did We Take a Glass Together from Grand Hotel, our favorite son from Will Rogers. So it's still out there. And they also like to recreate a lot of um like 50s. Variety show television oh. dance pieces, so that's good that it's still happening. But in yeah. this one, there's a oh, and there's a couple of things to watch out for on this one. One, it's brilliant, and Leroy Reams and Janet Elbert do a brilliant Charleston from The Boyfriend, and they also do um, "You Can Dance with Any Girl at All" from Nona One Annette, which is fantastic. It's hosted by Gwen Verdon. Oh, and I'm going to warn everybody right now: Uh-oh. the transitional dialogue. <laughs> It's kind of atrocious.
0: Is it really? It's can you kind give me of... an example? Can you give me a line reading?
3: <sighs> I can't do a Gwen Verdon, but it's things... Right. Like, hold on, let me see if I can do one of the things she goes. Like, for example, she goes like... You have to be a triple threat. You have to be a dancer and a singer and an actor. And that's only on Broadway. <laughs> like, it's like... it's It gets even... But the, the best is... Like she walks around at the beginning while they're doing like warm ups, and she'll be like, "Extend that arm, Leroy." Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like it's dance class. Nice going, Janet. <laughs> um, so she's. I can't do a Gwenverd. Robbie Rizal, our frequent guest on this show, can do a brilliant Gwen Verdon. I cannot. Um, but the best is. I. I'm just gonna. You have to watch this because I. I like rewound it twelve times, and unfortunately, it's not even a dance piece. She comes out, Gwen Verdon, and it's on stage, and she goes, Hi, I'm Gwen Verdon. And then they cut to an audience applauding. I do not think this audience was watching the show. I think it's uh-uh. like stock footage of audiences applauding uh-uh. that they just randomly like throw in. And so after her first introduction, rewind it a couple of times and let me know. Okay. If, you're, if you're like, I'm really busy this week, Rob, I can't watch all of American Dance Machine, the celebration of Broadway dance from 1981, then I'm going to ask you to go to... 41 minutes <laughs> okay and 39 seconds once again going right 40, 41 minutes and 39 seconds this is um a piece from Walkin' and Happy choreographed by Danny Daniels <gasps> what is she wearing yeah i don't know what she oh yeah she's like wearing some like red pajama suit
0: yes with like a black like
3: laine stretch hat on Yeah. You know? i'm looking good for bobby <laughs> um so 4139, it's Danny Daniels. It's Walkin' Happy. Um, they do this incredible choreography with hats, which I am not. I don't want to give anything away. I just think it's really, really impressive. So if you've got nothing else, if you're like, I, my time is limited. 41 minutes, 39 seconds. You're going to watch Danny Daniels' brilliant choreography for Walkin' Happy. Um, and then also, if you want some fun, I don't have the time marked here, but there is a great thing from Half a Sixpence. Um Choreographed by Anna White. Wait for somebody's hat falls off during the number, and okay. I just want you to watch the brilliance of Wayne Salento because he's the lead dancer in it, and he has to pick up the fallen hat. Oh no! Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold we on. Get him. We need to get him on the on our show. I am so stupid. What? What'd you do? I. Damn it, Rob! You fell for it. What? I, for, I forgot I... about this. Okay, so. What I do? No, 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 no. Me, not you. In Walking Happy, they're doing this dance, and an actor's straw hat falls off. And Wayne Cilento picks it up, and then uses it as, like, improvises using it as a prop. And then when all the people are dancing off, he threw the guy his hat, and the guy caught it. And the audience goes crazy, going, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I totally forgot that that was actually choreographed. Oh! Who was it? Tommy Steele, who did... A half a, a sixpence six he did yeah that was correct. like a, that was like a bit it was like that very Vegasy thing right because
0: like, that's in the the poster art is that hat on him yeah and, and yep.
3: uh, sorry so i i got all excited because i'm like oh, i fell for it so good job everybody oh, nice Rob. job i thanks tommy Steele and anna white for making me feel like an idiot um <laughs> But anyway, like I said, if you got watch that, and also if you if you get the chance, at least go to forty one thirty nine to watch Danny Daniels walking happy, which is kind of exactly. incredible. You also see like popularity from George M. Next to Love and I like fighting best from Shenandoah, um, Susan the Silence Ballet from Finian's Rainbow, in which the orchestrations are really bizarre. And like I said, the whole show was produced, even though it's Lee Theodore. Uh, the, sh- the television special was produced and written by. James Lipton from inside the Actors Studio.
0: Oh, hello, James, and of Sherry fame. And of Sherry uh, fame. And do they sing? Is there? Is it just uh, dancing and no singing, there's a, there's or, are they, or are they b- singing a, as there's well? There's a little bit
3: of singing, but that's not the primary focus. Gotcha. gotcha. But there is a little bit of singing, yeah. Wow, fun. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, so once again, uh, American Dance Machine, a celebration of Broadway dance from 1981. It's on YouTube. And then if you want, type in ADM21, and you can see some of the more recent clips um, that they've been doing. And so I hope American Dance Machine keeps doing what they do because it's so important to keep these things preserved and out in front of audiences because Lee Theodore was absolutely correct. It does go away. Yes, it does. And we need to preserve it. That's wonderful. Wonderful. And great, great on yours, on
0: singing on stage, David Craig. Yes, yeah, right. David Craig, the great teacher. The
3: Love one me. and only. All right. So then we will see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite
2: things.
1: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stelfland.
2: This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Gapone.
3: This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
2: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest
3: place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.